Here, one sec. I'm going to close my door just so my parents don't hear. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Welcome back, Intimates. Thanks for your support on Patreon, making this 2021 season possible. This podcast is about all things intimate. Relationships, love, connection, community, consensual non-monogamy, kink, orgies, lovers, and of course, good old-fashioned sex. I talk with old friends and even meet some new ones. I interview people from all walks of life, from recovered addicts to counselors, sex partners to perfect strangers. I'd like to thank my hosts, the Musqueam First Nation, as this podcast is recorded on their unceded ancestral territory, where I was born, where I work, and where I currently live and play. So settle in for an intimate conversation. Robin Beach, the sex-positive lifestyle-inclusive talk radio host from Split Radio, will join us today. You can follow Robin at Sex with Robin or check out her website at sexwithrobin.com. Robin is a queer, non-monogamous sex educator, coach, consultant, former stripper, former nurse, pro-dom, and parent of two. Juniper will also be joining us, my only ever one-night stand. Juniper is hilarious and back to add her positive fun self to the mix. We're going to be playing Never Have I Ever Again, which is a party game where we try and find things we haven't done that the others have done. Today, we're going to talk about flirting with someone for a free drink, keeping someone you've slept with a secret, and lots more. (laughs) And on that note, I'll welcome everyone to another session of Intimate Interaction. I swear, I am drinking non-alcoholic stuff. Um, We are doing our second session of Never Have I Ever, and I'm here with Juniper and Robin. Welcome all. Hello again. It's been so long. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so long. Uh, I'm going to just dive right in. And I'm drinking because I've done it. Uh, never have I ever masturbated at work. And when I say masturbate, I don't mean like to completion, just like sexual touching yourself. Touching. I've had close to no yeah. jobs. I feel like I haven't done that. <laughs> I was I was in a really bad job at one point, and I definitely was like, you know what? I hate everything about this place. I'm going to go masturbate in the bathroom. I didn't actually stand up and say that, but that was the thought process in my head. And I did. And I never regretted it. It was a good oh, choice. I and worked at a... Same. Like exactly the same. Word for word. I feel the same. Like I would never do that at a job where I liked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think. And like no shade for people who like doing that. But for me, it's like I ra- I would rather be comfortable. I felt like this was like hate sturbation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, I was very I frustrated worked... with my job, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> Let's go to the bathroom. Yeah. I'm sick of this. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go smack it right now out of frustration. <laughs> I worked at a fast food place. I can't say where it is. Um, of course. Of course. <laughs> but there was this guy that was just hilarious, and I don't know how it happened, but someone made a bet with him that he wouldn't be able to jerk off to completion in the freezer. And so he had, and, and we like put money in, like we, I think I put 10 bucks in and it ended up being like over a hundred dollars and he had to show us evidence though. So he brought in like a paper cup and actually got the money. I am so envious right now that you were wow. part of that story. I wish I had been there. That sounds amazing. That is a never have I ever one. That is big. <laughs> <laughs> that is a twice have I ever, I think. Yeah, twice have I ever made a cold. Oh, no, that doesn't count. <laughs> and like, he but was, yeah, that is he never was saying have I like ever. how hard it is because you're cold, right? Like, you're, you're like, if you know that people are like aware that you're doing this. And like, 
Well, and you kind of have to do it standing. And like, I'm more of a sitting kind of person or like lying down. Like standing is hard. But there is money on the line and you're working in a fast food restaurant, which I know from personal experience didn't pay me very well. And minimum wage was like $9 or under at the time. Uh, My goodness. Yeah, it's more than a full shift. That's like two shifts minus deductions yeah. <laughs> and all you have to do is stand and jack off in a freezer to completion successfully while everyone's outside yeah i would i would at least try it and then like worst case scenario you come back in and there's like all the expectant people waiting to laugh at you and you're like the queen is dead oh my goodness seinfeld reference i'm so happy I, that i heard that story today thank you you just made my day <laughs> I'm going to message him and tell him I told that story. <laughs> I feel like if you want to hear about your shame on the radio, um, it's Pass not a radio it's a podcast. On, and also there's I no shame. Impressed. Tip of the hat. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can get off from standing like that, but it's very hard. It, it definitely takes me longer. And like, I need some like choice imagery. Yeah. I How am scared of falling. So it messes up the orgasm because like when I get close, I'm like terrified. I'm just going to like fall down. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I would have to stand next to like a pile of apple boxes or something. And just like if I were to like lean backwards, I wouldn't go like ass over tea kettle and like splatter my own face or something while simultaneously getting a concussion, a concussion. I don't know what you call it. Concussion. <laughs> I, I am going to be thinking of this the next time I get fast food. And I hope you all do. <laughs> I always do wonder, like, there's definitely some fucked up things that have happened around the food that I've got from restaurants. Like, there's no doubt. I worked in a kitchen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Been there. Yep. But that's a good one. Um, that is a great story, Juniper. Nice work. <laughs> um, never have I ever, and this is gendered, I'm sorry, flirted with someone for a free drink. Hmm. I did that in reverse. I mean, I got a free drink and then I felt like I had to flirt with them. <laughs> oh, that is like the worst. <laughs> I didn't say like never have I ever been like coerced into drinking and flirting or or have drunk and felt guilted into flirting. Oh, that is like the Indian mom power move. I feel like if my mom could, she would go to a bar and be like, why haven't you bought me a free drink yet? <laughs> like, you think that's appropriate? You just go into public looking amazing like that? You, you, you sit down next to someone and you don't think about buying them a drink? I mean, that's essentially their attitude sometimes. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if you mean the guys or the Indian moms, because, like, it is. I meant people in bars. And to be honest, I don't oh, think I know entitled. very many Indian moms. So. <laughs> oh, fair enough. I know a few, but I'm referring specifically to mine. I, I you know uh, what? Don't think. Oh, wait, no, I have. Never mind. I'm drinking. <laughs> I, I was just thinking because I, I was thinking of my stripping year. You were a sober stripper, right? Like you didn't drink or do drugs or anything like that. As a dancer, no, I, that was actually, I believe, you know, because you read my book. Um, I did not drink yes. or do drugs or anything like that when I was dancing. I was very f- determined to make it work only because there's a lot of people in that industry that make it into a party and then they can never get out. Right. So I was like really determined, right. like, this is my job. But mm-hmm. 
So tell me this counts because it's work related, but um, I worked at a place where um, if you bought the dancer a drink, you would get like a ticket stub. And so they did draws once an hour or something like that for a free lap dance. Um, but you had to buy the dancer a drink and it wasn't an alcoholic drink. And we actually had a code because it was all pop and juice, which is of course a lot of sugar. And of course, a lot of us were, you know, watching our sugar intake. So right. if you ordered um, a seven up, they would bring you a seven up. But if you ordered a Sprite, they would bring you fizzy water. So awesome we would so yeah uh, so we would we would flirt and try to we were told to try to encourage the clients to buy us drinks of course because it's good for the club and it would give them a draw so i mean if that counts i'm drinking but in my personal life outside of work i i have not so i wow. don't What's think the that counts i don't okay. think that counts yeah i don't think it counts all right see <laughs> i was at questions <laughs> we gotta get specific totally fine feel free um never have i ever done ear sex oh yeah ear i haven't done ear sex either unox <laughs> uh, and we're talking about what like penis and ear contact like or vagina sex p-i-e specifically i bring oh. this because i know somebody who's into vagina ear sex <laughs> oh. okay Okay, so genital like, to ear contact. Or dick, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So any, <laughs> any genitals. I'm gonna say no, actually. I don't know. I I never have, but if someone was like, I'm super turned on by having your ear in my pussy, I'd be like, <laughs> all right. So see, now I, I wanna have, try it just to see. I have a friend that is really into it. I think it's more because it's funny and it's so funny because I talked about him the other time we me and you did a podcast. <laughs> but he in like a group sex situation had two different girls on like on either of his ears <laughs> yes. and they're whole, grabbing each other's arms and grinding and then they both came from it amazing <laughs> and, and like the sound of it he said was like amazing <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I know what I'm googling tonight seriously <laughs> and I thought it was literally your I thought it was like an urban myth, like ear sex. Like I didn't think that was really a thing. And I always thought dicks, you know? <laughs> oh, Juniper, if you can think it up, I promise you it exists. That's it. <laughs> if you can even, if anyone on this planet can think something up, it already exists. And that it doesn't make you unoriginal. It just means you're not alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that, Robin. That's wonderful. <laughs> just amazing. Also, amazing story, Juniper. Was... The... Like literally, like DP, but like of two different humans using your ears. That's very different. DV. And see, and Jennifer, yes. you thought DV. you were like the muggle of the group, and so far you have two of the best stories by far. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't so. do any of them really. I'm just like the vanilla person that watches. <laughs> we all need. It's okay. Friends. You can be the. You can be the creeper. I've been the creeper before. <laughs> Robin can attest it. How much of the creeper I've been. <laughs> Well, that's another story, but <laughs> no, thank you. It is. It no. is another story. We've told it before. We, yes, I believe oh, I, I've got my list here. Which one do I want? So sorry. I just keep on having to opening door, or open, close doors and dogs. And... You're dealing with dogs. It's okay. Go deal with your dog. That's this fine. Is why I have a cat. I keep thinking about getting dogs, but my cat doesn't need much attention, like not attention, but like uh, labor, I should say. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to look at yep. my list while we wait. Okay. Never have I ever been attracted to a friend's parent or adult offspring. We're not talking children. Like if you have a friend. Adult offspring. An adult kid, like an adult offspring. So never have you ever been attracted to a friend's parent or offspring. Or adult offspring. Adult offspring. I would say I have. I have. I've never. I've never been attracted to uh, friends, any kind of offspring ever. Um, adults or otherwise, I have definitely been attracted to a friend's parent before. Yep. Uh, I know. I, I wouldn't like... know if I'd say attracted, but kind of. I mean, my so I dated my like burlesque teacher's son, and okay. I don't know. I always thought she was like a really beautiful, sexy woman, but like I never would have like gone for her, you know. But I find she's attractive. I think that counts. <laughs> well, it's literally any any friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, any friend, right? Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I have so many yeah, friends exactly. with that okay. <laughs> Right? I've there. Yeah. Okay. One hundred percent. I've definitely had. One hundred percent. Yeah, I have been attracted to friends' parents before. Um. I want to say it's been more recently that I've been attracted to a parent's adult kid. I want to say it's happened like twice. One where, <clears throat> oh, and I, oh, and it made me feel awful because she was like just barely like 18, 19. And I knew we talked about her daughter many times before. And then I saw her and I was like, um, crap she's really attractive what the heck like is wrong with me and I felt so wrong for it because I'm like this is my friend's kid but but thankfully as soon as like we started engaging in conversation all I could see were the genetic traits of my friend like I could see the resemblance Mm -hmm. and immediately was like yeah nope um and I will say this out loud for anyone who's listening because I know that they know I have a good friend in the States. She's chosen family. Her name's Mandy and she's chosen family. Um, she had a kid when she was like 16. So her eldest is an adult and he's married. His wife is so cute. His wife is so cute. I cannot get over how cute his wife is. And I'm like, that's weird. Cause it's like my friend's daughter-in-law. And, <laughs> and then, I have to add this because, of course, after I left and went back home, she told them that I found oh, no. her attractive. Okay. So my friend's daughter-in-law goes, I thought she was really cute, too. Oh, no. And at first. It's worse now. It, yeah. It was like, it was immediately worse. And Mandy was like, you know, Robin and I have kind of. And then her son was like, this is where I draw the line. <laughs> my wife can be attracted to other people, people but my wife cannot be attracted to other people that has been involved with my mom <laughs> <laughs> so. Legit. it was Georgia so maybe it's okay <laughs> oh god <laughs> I say this with love to all of my Georgia chosen family they'll laugh it's Georgia so maybe it's okay yeah I've definitely never been attracted to my friends kids mostly because my friends kids are like under the age of five <laughs> that's just it that's just it give it a few years and it starts to happen it's just starting to happen for me and it is weird 
I, I think by a few years, uh, Robin means like a decade. And a you shush. <laughs> I don't want to talk about our I mean, difference. <laughs> <laughs> give, it, give it a few years. Uh, <laughs> yes. And you'll start having friends with adult children, is I, I think how that sentence is. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it's, it's weird. The friend that I'm just referring to, Mandy, is she's my first friend that is now a grandparent. Oh, wow. I have a grandma friend. Again, she had her kid really young, but still, mm. it's like, oh, I have a, my good friend's a grandma. What? How? Uh-oh. Okay. You you heard that uh, that joke about, like, if you had a streaming site that was literally just grandmothers, like, teaching you how to sew and knit and, like, bake and, like, pickle and can and do all those things, you could call it only grands. <laughs> And people would like subscribe. I would subscribe. They'd, yeah, they'd be like, I would like and subscribe for crochet ideas. Yeah, let's do it. I love that. <laughs> Thousand percent. And give me your recipes, grandmas. I want them. Only grands. It's gonna make a fortune. That's Get that started like that. quick. It's it's gonna be like some you're I'm just yeah, I have this image of like 10 years from now, you just like glued to your computer screen watching like I don't know some Grecian immigrant in say Georgia like trying to teach you how to make wow I really didn't think this this bit through um, in my head <laughs> um commit what's the phyllo pastry delit um, baklava that's what I'm looking for I couldn't think of the word baklava <laughs> uh, okay. teaching you how to make baklava I'm just gonna tell you I'm sure only grands exists and it's not that <laughs> <laughs> never have i ever been on only grands i think that was robin's right yeah. yeah i did the parent offspring one right never have i ever kept someone i slept with a secret oh much to my mom's chagrin. I have to think about this. Uh, see, I'm stuck because I'm kind of like a secret, kept a secret from whom? Mm -hmm. Okay, sorry, uh, what was it? It was kept, never have I ever kept a secret? Uh, kept someone I was sleeping with a secret from like my family and other people. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I'm doing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I kept Brandon a secret from my family and friends for a little while because I hadn't come out as non-monogamous mm -hmm. and oh god this is where I sound old social media had really blown up around that time <laughs> amazing so, and so when I was dating Brandon, I knew that if I told other people, they would look him up. And he, on his Facebook, was had his status like in a relationship with and had his living partner Aww. listed. So I hesitated for a while telling my friends and family that I was dating him because I knew they'd look him up and then they'd see that he was already in a live-in relationship with somebody and I wasn't ready to be out yet. Mm-hmm. I eventually told them, but it was, it was a good, like, half a year. Yeah, Fair. I, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> so, 
I met somebody on Tinder. Like we matched about a month ago. I had Corona and I was isolated. And then he like broke his hip and wasn't leaving the house. And, um, and we didn't realize how far away we lived from each other. Um, Tinder said it was like 140 kilometers or something, but that's like through a mountain that you can't drive through. (laughs) And so the actually, it's like a four hour drive to where he lives. And so Uh we've been talking for like this entire month and I guess last weekend I went to meet him for the first time and he's a little bit older. I mean, not old enough of like your breaking hips. He fell off a ladder. (laughs) Amazing. That is dangerous. PSA. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's a carpenter. I don't know how dangerous that is, (laughs) but, um, he, he, um, I don't know. I told my roommate, but. I didn't want to tell my parents because it just sounded like a crazy thing to do. But I have since told my mom that I like met someone on my trip (laughs) who's a little bit older, but I have yet to tell my dad. So I still feel like I'm lying because I didn't say how I met him. But I mean, the only question I have is, did you give his healing hip some stress? I know. Um, So I was like worried about that. It was totally fine. Like it was pretty, Amazing. it's pretty healed at this point. Um, you like limp sometimes when he gets up. <laughs> Death by snoo snoo. Oh my God. Yeah. That's what he said. <laughs> Crushed pelvises. Crushed pelvises. <laughs> I know. I told him I was going to break his other hip. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, don't get me started. Oh. Those are my favorite bits. It's so and good. And the large women. Then the petite women. <laughs> then the large women again. I can't. <laughs> Kiff as the most attractive male. Yes. Will be snoosting by the most attractive women. <laughs> then the large women. It's just, she's so menacing. Then the petite women. Then the large women again. Poor Kiff. It's pretty good. Okay. That was good. That was good. I think that was yours. We all love Futurama here. Um, yes. Futurama is amazing. I'm sorry. Oh, that was, yeah, that's right. That was mine. Kept someone I slept with a secret and now it's Juniper's turn. And oh, you know what we should do? Um, we're getting to time for a session, for two sessions actually. Um, so we'll make this our last Never Have I Ever and we'll wrap it up and then we'll talk about something else. Ah, I didn't even get to my dirty ones. That's okay. I'll do a dirty one. Oh, one more good one. Okay. Never have I ever played with diaper play. I don't think I have either. You know what? I, <laughs> as a proton, this is where I'm going to be like, does this count? I'm going <laughs> to say no, because it probably doesn't count. I've got a couple things, but I don't think they count. So I'm going to say no. I'm curious what these are, though. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't know if I should talk about them in a public setting. We can talk about yeah, them. You don't have to. Just use your you fantasy, listeners. <laughs> Yeah, confidentiality, you know, and like, so there are things I'll do, but there's not necessarily the things that I will do uh, or did as a pro dom and and will openly speak in public. And I think that's fair. 100%. And and to some extent, that's what people are paying for. Exactly. That's mostly what they're paying. I still feel proud that I got Mm -hmm. one that you hadn't done. (laughs) Hell yeah. Oh, that you that you have done diaper play? No, I haven't because I did never have I ever. That's what it was. But I'm just happy oh, right, that right. she like I, I I don't know. I thought that I don't like never be able to find a sexual one that she hasn't done yet. Oh wait, ha- 
Yeah, there we go. <laughs> got, yeah. got all flipped upside in my, my brain. <laughs> okay, I got one more. Can I do one? Yep. Yes. Never have I ever sent a sexy message or picture to the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's got to happen. Like, I had to say that one. It's a good one. I have definitely sexted the wrong Courtney before. <laughs> Story. It was not a picture. It was definitely, I don't think I'm friends with that Courtney anymore. <laughs> because of that? Well, we don't talk very often. We were like high school classmates together and like we hadn't really talked in like a couple of years. And then I may have sent a very explicit text um, out of the blue and then about three minutes later sent a second one being like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. This was sent to the wrong Courtney. <laughs> um, and have never heard anything back from her ever. And I don't think I ever will. Oh no, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's a sad ending. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, I just feel bad that she received a very explicit message. Yes, triple check people. You got to triple check because that can be like, you know, perceived or received as harassment or like anything like that. I never found out how bad it was on her end because she won't, well, has chosen not to engage with me. But it's not like I also like messaged her repeatedly and was like, oh my God, are we okay or anything like that? I literally just sent like an, oh my God, I'm so sorry and have been too like ashamed to like, <laughs> to like message her again. So my understanding is we didn't speak for two years. I sent an accidental text. I communicated it was accidental. And yeah. Then we just never talked about it. That's rough. Guys, I yeah, haven't, I but I almost did recently. I did send okay. a text to my dad thinking it was the guy I was seeing. And luckily it was not oh flirtatious and my. luckily it wasn't sexual. <laughs> but I was texting them both at the same time. Like they were just, I mean, no yeah. texts were coming in and my brain just like didn't connect. And mm -hmm. thank God it was just, and my dad was confused by like all the, the detail I had in the text too. He's like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily he just said like when I was on my trip he was like hey how are things and then I was like ordering from A&W and I was like oh haha -ha, like I meant to order like a lettuce bun and forgot to ask so I guess I'm just gonna enjoy this burger even more <laughs> he was like oh okay I meant how is the hostel <laughs> I am so glad that that continued to be benign yeah. like that it yeah <laughs> That it was okay. Um, but then I put a picture of the guy's face on my in my text contact, so now it won't happen again. <laughs> Amazing. Yes, this is another PSA. Put pictures or like assign names. That's this is where I fucked up. I've got um I've got two yeses on that one. One um I was I was I had a someone I was dating in my apartment and we had sex on the couch and this was before the flat touch screen thing. It was probably like a flip phone or something. And I ended up, I don't know, kneeling or sitting on my phone and it called the first person in my contact list, which was, an, oh no. it was an, an ex-boyfriend or a former boyfriend and it left a voicemail of us having sex on it. Oh no. And it was like once we'd kind of finished and I, you know, whatever, we're cuddling on the couch and I see my phone and I see it had been running for like five minutes to this guy. And I was like, <gasps> and I picked up, I'm like, hello, hello. And then I quickly hung up. 
And I texted him and I was like, I am so sorry. And I didn't hear from him for hours. And I was worried that like he was really hurt or upset by it. And I was like, it was a total accident. I'm so sorry. And then later that night I got a text. It was like, I just got the most interesting voicemail. I just got off work. He was, he was laughing. He thought it was hilarious. And he was like, nothing I never heard before. Like he was good about it. Awesome. And I was really thankful. I was just, once I knew that he like, his, he wasn't upset and his feelings weren't hurt or anything like that. Um, and I was just really thankful it wasn't like a family member or someone. Um, and then my story, uh, number two, oh God. Um, this is, this is a really, I have to say, this is like a really privileged thing. The last six months, I just started having like a, a housekeeper come in like once a month to clean up, which is, I grew up very low income. So it's, I'm, it's still a total trip for me. But anyways, so I've got this, this woman, she's a single mom, owns her own business. And she comes in and she does some uh, housekeeping for me once a month. And this is similar to Juniper's story because I, we had just connected and I hadn't saved her number in my phone. And I just met this guy on Tinder and we had just started texting and I hadn't saved his number and I was kind of texting them both. And we carried on, I carried on a, a conversation with the housekeeper thinking it was him for way too long. <laughs> because I actually, I, she was scheduled to come in. It was like a Friday. And then that evening, that Friday evening, I had a date planned. And so I got a text that was like, hey, are we still good for Friday? from the housekeeper <laughs> and I thought it was this guy that I was about to hook up with and I was like I was like oh you know honestly I was just about to text you I'm feeling kind of crampy I feel like my period might be coming so I don't know and then it's like a response back it was like you know what I threw my back out but I'll let you know how I'm feeling and I was like you know what why don't we just call it off it's okay why don't you reschedule when you're feeling better and then I texted because I really don't like having sex when I'm on my period and then I got like, I mean, it'll be, it'll be okay. Like whatever works for you, it's fine. And it turned out to be the housekeeper the whole time. Cause then I got a text Did you from say the, the sex being thing? like, yes, I said to the housekeeper, I texted her. Amazing. That I was like, Hey, you know what? I don't really like to have sex when I'm on my period. <laughs> and she was like, okay. Like she just figured. <laughs> and then I got a text from the guy and I realized, and it, I had to like scroll back to see how fucking long we had this conversation where I thought it was him. <laughs> and you know what? She ended up thinking it was really funny. And that was when I knew she would make a good match as a housekeeper. <laughs> so, she was really, once I told her, and I was like, oh my God, I totally thought you were this guy I just started seeing. And she, that, she, that, she said it made her day. So I was like, okay, if you're still willing to come to my house and clean, I think we're a good match. I never told the guy. I never told the guy that I did that. I was so embarrassed. Amazing. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> so I think two drinks. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's that's two drinks. Fair enough. <laughs> Well, thank you both for being on this special session where we got to do Never Have I Ever. It was awesome. Fun. Thanks. That was so much fun. So how did you like it, Intimates? Discuss your ideas with the community at facebook.com forward slash Intimate Victor or tweet me at Intimate Victor or follow my Instagram, you guessed it, at Intimate Victor. 
If you can spare the cost of coffee to help the show keep going, head to patreon.com slash victorsalmon. We hugely appreciate your help to continue making intimate conversations for you and yours. If not, you can always help other intimacy nerds find the podcast by leaving us a review anywhere online, especially iTunes. Or you can just tell a friend. The opening music is on hold for you, made of algorithmically generated notes and chords, and played by an AI-rendered saxophonist. The closing music is Gymnopédie, number one, by Eric Satie. Both are provided royalty-free, courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Thanks so much for your time, and may your most important relationships be filled with the intimate, rich interactions you crave. Be well. <laughs>